Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the June 15th episode of the podcast, Catechism with Father Neil. Today we look at numbers 1322 to 1327 of the Catechism. Article 3, the Sacrament of the Eucharist, 1322. The Holy Eucharist completes Christian initiation. Those who have been raised to the dignity of the royal priesthood by baptism and configured more deeply to Christ by confirmation, participate with the whole community in the Lord's own sacrifice by means of the Eucharist. 1323. At the Last Supper, on the night he was betrayed, our Saviour instituted the Eucharistic sacrifice of his body and blood. This he did in order to perpetuate the sacrifice of the cross throughout the ages until he should come again, and so to entrust to his beloved spouse, the Church, a memorial of his death and resurrection, a sacrament of love, a sign of unity, a bond of charity, a paschal banquet in which Christ is consumed, the mind is filled with grace, and a pledge of future glory is given to us. 1. The Eucharist, source and summit of ecclesial life. 1324. The Eucharist is the source and summit of of the Christian life. The other sacraments, and indeed all ecclesiastical ministries and works of the apostolate, are bound up with the Eucharist and are oriented toward it. For in the most blessed Eucharist is contained the whole spiritual good of the Church, namely Christ himself, our Pasch. 1325. The Eucharist is the efficacious sign and sublime cause of that communion in which in the divine life and the unity of the people of God by which the Church is kept in being. It is the culmination both of God's action, sanctifying the world in Christ, and of the worship men offer to Christ, and through him to the Father in the Holy Spirit. 1326. Finally, by the Eucharistic celebration, we already unite ourselves with the heavenly liturgy and anticipated eternal life when God will be all in all. 1327. In brief, the Eucharist is the sum and the summary of our faith. Our way of thinking is attuned to the Eucharist, and the Eucharist in turn confirms our way of thinking. Okay, so today we move on to a new section. We're dealing this section with the Eucharist, and uh, first of all to see the Eucharist as part of the Sacraments of Initiation. Um... So tomorrow we look a little bit um, at what, why we use the word Eucharist, what the word actually means. But it is just today we say that it's a word that is um, that means both the Mass, the celebration of the Mass, and the Blessed Sacrament, and the Holy Communion we, we, we receive. It's from the Greek word of thanksgiving. And it's the technical word, and the Catechism is using the correct technical word. But by it we should understand these different realities, uh, the, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, the Holy, Holy Communion. Um, so this is what the Eucharist is. And so here we see it as the source and the summit of the life of the Church. All of the Church is centred on the Eucharist. This is the high point of human spirituality. This is the high point of God's gifts to us on this earth. This is the, the, the maximum. And the sacrament is really the, the, the ultimate sacrament for us. Also, it's quite interesting to note that today... In this section, it presents us the Eucharist as one of the sacraments of initiation. 
oftentimes we don't think of the Eucharist as a sacrament of initiation. We think of baptism. Maybe we think about um, about confirmation. But we rarely think about the Eucharist. But the Eucharist is the sacrament of initiation. It's the crown of initiation in a sense. That once the Christian has been confirmed, has been baptized and confirmed, they can receive the sacrament of the Eucharist. Again, we saw when we were looking at baptism how the order of the sacraments got muddled and we ended up receiving First Communion before we receive uh, before we receive the Eucharist, uh, before we receive Confirmation, sorry, and that this confusion um, is a sacramental confusion. Again, there might be very good pastoral reasons for it, um, but that really, it's, theologically, the Eucharist should be the crown of initiation. And it is... Um, it's something that really brings us to eternal life. Chapter 6 of the Gospel of John speaks so much about uh, the discourse on the bread of life and that anybody who eats my flesh and drinks my blood will have life in them, says the Lord. My Father will raise them up on the last day. And John chapter 6 is full of this imagery of the Eucharist and seeing it as a source of salvation and seeing it as one of the things that initiates us, that makes us Christian. It's very hard to say somebody is Christian without the Eucharist, which is really why we saw before in the, the section of the Creed, why the Church has this uh, technical distinction that says that some of the Protestant uh, groupings are not technically churches because they don't have the Eucharist. And again, it's not so much to say we're better than you or something like that. It's to simply admit that the Eucharist is what gives unity to the Church. It is the motor that makes the Church work. And if you don't have it, the church says that really you don't have a church. That it is kind of like a necessary component. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's like if you go to a restaurant and the restaurant doesn't do any food or drink. Then what sort of a restaurant is it? Can you call it a restaurant? Maybe it's got chairs, maybe it's got a jukebox, maybe it's got something else. But is it really a restaurant? Not really. And this is kind of what the Catholic Church says about the Eucharist. That if you don't have the Eucharist, basically you don't have the church. And this is why it's so important. And if somebody doesn't receive the Eucharist, are they Christian? Again, there can be reasons why somebody doesn't receive the Eucharist, particularly adults. Um, that, that, that again, we'll see this later on looking at the rest of the sacrament and looking at, uh, and looking at the next sacrament that the Catechism deals with, the sacrament of penance. But if somebody never receives the Eucharist, are they Christian? Because it's a necessary sacrament. To receive this is what makes you Christian. It's the crown of our initiation. It's the high point of our life. The high point of our spiritual life. And so really we're invited to the Eucharist. And this uh, section of the Catechism is a beautiful section that uh, we'll be embarking on for the next uh, 10 days or so. Looking at this um, beautiful sacrament and seeing how it... Uh, how it transforms us, how it uh, gives us everything. I mean, it's this um, this great prayer of St. Thomas Aquinas that uh, that's there, uh, in which Christ is consumed, the mind is filled with grace, and the pledge of future glory is given to us. That this idea of the Eucharist uh, as a banquet, that Christ is consumed, the mind is filled with grace, and a pledge of future glory is given to us. This is what it's about, receiving this future glory receiving this guarantee, this warranty, this uh, certainty that eternal glory is given to us in the sacrament. So we'll continue tomorrow and tomorrow we'll look at numbers 1328, 
through 1332 of the Catechism. God bless.